Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Welcome to episode 16 of Synergetic Culture. My name is Adam Bieber, and I am your host of the Synergetic Culture podcast. If you're tuning in, watching this via video, welcome, because this is our first ever solo video episode. I'm excited to be able to produce these on YouTube so now you can watch and listen and be a part of our community and our Synergetic Culture family. So welcome to today's episode. Today I'm going to talk about something that I think is foundational to being a person that builds a successful and healthy culture. Today I want to talk about lifelong learning. It's an attitude and it's action that you intentionally build into your life. And I'm going to cover three main attributes, three main areas of lifelong learning. And over the course of this episode, I'm going to share some stories with you, and I hope that it's helpful. I hope that you connect with it and you realize that you have the potential to build a better culture around you. I've said this so many times before, and I'll say it again. Our belief is that your position does not determine your potential to make an impact on your team. So here are the three areas. Well, actually, I'm going to start with the first area of uh, lifelong learning. Area number one is education. Nelson Mandela said, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Now, there is so much power in learning and growing. In fact, the foundation of this episode is built off of an experience that I had with a pivotal leader in my life years ago. About a decade ago, I was uh, attending a very small institution working on my undergraduate degree. And at this small school, there was a cafe, and um, I was at the cafe, got a little bit of breakfast, some coffee one morning, and I was sitting there, kind of going over my notes before class, was just getting ready for the day. Well, in walks the dean of the school, and I thought, well, cool, there's the dean of the school. I've never met him before. I might just say hi if he doesn't look too busy when he's done ordering his food. So I'm doing my thing. He's doing his thing. He orders his food, and he turns around and goes, hey, my name is Dr. Such and Such. So I introduced myself back to him. You know, what's up, man? I'm Adam Bieber. And, uh, and he goes, do you mind if I sit down and have breakfast with you? And I was like, sure, that sounds great. And so um, I just thought to myself, oh, my God, goodness, I'm, I'm about to sit down with the dean of the school. Um, he wants to chill and have breakfast. I don't want to, you know, overwhelm him, but 
this is a great opportunity for me to learn something from a leader that I look up to. And so he sat down and we were talking and he was just sharing a little, wanted to know some of my stories. So we're kind of going back and forth and he was asking me some questions. And I finally, uh, there was a pause and I, I looked at him and I said, you know, doc, if, if you could give me some, some advice today, what would you tell me? I mean, I've shared a little bit of my story. What, what would you impart on me um, as wisdom that you've learned over the course of your, your life? And he kind of paused for a second, and he said, I'll never forget it. I, I can literally see the picture of it happening right now. He said, Adam, never lose the essence of what it means to be a lifelong learner. And so he started to tell me some of his story. He's got multiple doctorates. He's an academic. He's a leader of, a, of an institution, a private institution. And he started to share with me some of the ways that he positions himself to stay in that mindset of always being willing to learn, always being coachable and teachable. And it started with his education. So for him, what it looked like is every summer, he would go away to another institution and take a summer intensive class. And I thought, okay, well, that's pretty cool. Like, go take a class, um, learn a little bit more. And he said, you know, what I do is when, when I contact that school and tell them what I'm doing and what I'd like to do, and they invite me to come and take the class, I ask them if I can stay in an empty dorm. And I just kind of thought, well, why in the world would you do that? I'm Surely you have a budget to put yourself up in a hotel for a couple of weeks while you take this intensive course. And he said, staying in the dorms just does something for me mentally. It keeps me in this mindset of being a student, that I'm not too good to put myself in the same position as a student and, and go take this intensive course. And that spoke volumes to me. That attitude and the action that he chose to take with regards to his education was so intentional and so meaningful. And he did it in such a way that he knew would make the biggest impact on him. And so as I was thinking about this episode and the importance of education, I was thinking about ways that I consistently uh, build education and, and into my lifestyle because the truth is we can't just say, hey, you know what, education is the way to, uh, to be a better culture builder or to uh, be a better person or to uh, develop your career. No, uh, it's important and it's vital to build in action that goes along with what you're doing. And so some of the practical things that I was thinking about, at least for me, and these, these are just practical habits that I've built into, into my life. And these are things that I would encourage you to consider, but for where my life sits, it's not practical for me to go away a couple of weeks and stay at a private institution and, and live in dorms and, and take it a summer intensive course. But for me, it looks like spending time listening to audiobooks. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I struggle to read physical books. I really do. So for me, being able to listen to an audiobook is such a great way for me to educate myself and consume content in a way that I can process. <coughs> so um, reading and audiobooks are one of the core ways that I've been able to, to do that. Um, I've quoted on this podcast before a leader who I really look up to. His name's Andy Stanley, and he says that leaders are readers. So for me, I want to make sure that I'm constantly learning and reading and absorbing. 
About three years ago, when I was thinking about uh, starting this podcast and the vision for Synergetic Culture, I was complimented by uh, a leader who I had used to work with. And he was encouraging me as I was getting ready to transition into another chapter of life. And um, he was encouraging this vision and this passion that I have around building culture and building people. And when I was talking with him, I asked him, what should I do to prepare myself to uh, bring this vision into, into uh, action, to, to see this come to fruition? And he encouraged me, just start reading books, learn from people, learn from other people that are in the same mindset or same area of, of focus that you're in. Read books on culture, read books on building teams, read books on um, um, developing people. And as you do that, you're going to realize how much of your vision and your passion can be um, contributed to by so many other people that have a similar vision and passion. So that's what I started doing. And it's been such a, a helpful tool for me to build my education. One of the other things I love doing is listening to podcasts. This right here is, is a passion of mine. I like listening to podcasts and I obviously enjoy producing podcasts. <clears throat> and then finally, research. Education is predominantly researching, researching areas of focus. For me, where my world is today is in the sales world, in technology. So I'm, I'm investing my time when I'm researching in better understanding my industry, better understanding uh, tactics and strategy. And so I research things that help me to develop and to educate myself. So for you today, it could look like so many different things, but I encourage you to find some action that you can take around consistently investing in education no matter what that looks like. So that's point number one. Now, let's go to point number two in lifelong learning. And this is one that I love. I've talked about it a little bit here and there on different episodes, and today I'm going to focus on it for a few minutes. Mentorship. There's a, a phrase that you've probably heard before, and as I was researching for this episode, I... Uh, was trying to figure out who was the first person to say it. Now, some say it's an old African proverb, and then some attribute it to like five different people. So I'm just going to say a common phrase. But it says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. That phrase is talking about doing life and doing culture building with somebody together mentorship. Everybody that I know that is successful is surrounded by key mentors that help them to develop and become the successful people that they are. Um, I have uh, found myself in just blessed to have some amazing mentors. Uh, the first interview we had on this podcast, Trey McKnight, has been a mentor of mine for years now. And the way that that started, if you listen to the episode, you heard part of the story. We used to work for the same organization and, and contracted together and we were traveling and going and hosting conferences in different cities and we got to know each other and I just reached out to him and I said, hey, Trey, you're a couple years ahead of me in life. 
You're a couple years ahead of me, probably career-wise. You have a lot of experience that that I could learn from. Would you be willing to be a once-a-month mentor for me for a year? So I was asking him for 12 meetings with me. And he said, absolutely. And we're on year four now. <laughs> um, but it's been so incredible to have somebody to journey through life with. And that's something that I've valued significantly. There's other mentors that have walked alongside and helped, helped me to uh, develop certain areas of my life, whether it be spiritually, physically, um, uh, emotionally. So many different things that, uh, that I need to work on have been um, learned from mentors that I've been walking through life with. And here's the thing. When it comes to finding a mentor, if you're sitting in a position where you're saying, I don't really have a mentor. I would like to have a mentor for this or that. I challenge you to be the one to take action. Identify a couple of people within your sphere of influence or circle of uh, a community. Maybe it's somebody that you don't even really know very well or you don't know at all. But be the one to take action and put forth an ask. Ask that person that you look up to. Hey, would you be willing to mentor me? Have an action plan for what that mentorship looks like and what you hope to gain from that. And listen, if you're looking for a mentor, then chances are probably right now or very soon, you are in a position to be a mentor for somebody else. And so I was looking around and looking at what makes a great mentor, and I came across a great Forbes article, and it had five uh, attributes to a great mentor. Five characteristics to look for in a mentor or to be a good mentor. So the first is uh, accessibility. You want to find somebody that's available or you want to be somebody that's available that can consistently carve out time that has margin in their life to invest in a mentorship relationship. That's something that you got to make sure that you know ahead of time. You know, sometimes uh, we as, as people um, take on a lot and we don't have time or margin or space. So make sure that as you're talking to somebody or reaching out or looking at people that you find somebody to, that has the time and the accessibility that you need in order for that mentorship to be successful. The next is uh, authenticity. We've talked about this before on this podcast as well. Um, being real and being yourself is such a powerful, powerful tool. People don't realize that at the core, we just want authentic, real relationships. That's what everybody desires. That's what builds strength. That's what builds trust, is the ability to trust what the other person is saying, and that comes from consistent authenticity. Being yourself. Um, I've talked about what it means to be a vault. And um, if you haven't listened to any of the episodes, other episodes, um, I shared a story about a group of students, high school students, that I mentored for a period of four years. Um, it was a group of guys that started um, freshman year apart, attached to our, our local church, and I walked through life with them for four years. I had a co-leader, and together he and I were mentors to this group of, of young men 
we, we told them about life. We told them about struggles that we faced and, and helped them go through some really tough stuff. And one of the things that we established in our group was the, the safety and the trust within this mentorship relationship. And we, we said, we're going to be a vault. A vault has one entrance in, which means it's not going to come to me and go out to somebody else. And that whoever puts something in that vault is the only person who can take it out. So there will not be gossip and there will not be spreading of rumors or lies or, or telling other people somebody else's business. That authenticity, that trust that you can build with somebody is vital to a, a good and healthy mentorship relationship. Objectivity. This is so, is so important. But you need to know and you need to give that mentor the right to objectively challenge and push you in areas that you are intending to grow in. The purpose of my relationship with Trey, <clears throat> I'm going to use him as an example, is so that when I'm going through stuff in life or I have questions or I need guidance, I can come to him, share what's going on, and he has the right to speak into what it is that I'm going through and to share truth and to share objectively and to give me honest feedback. There have been times where I have called him and said, hey, Trey, I need help with this. And I give him the story of what's going on. And I say, give me your honest opinion. I want your honest feedback. And there have been times where he says, you know what, Adam? I think where your head's at is spot on. I think you should continue doing X, Y, and Z. Maybe consider X, this, this, and that. There's been times where he said, bro, uh-uh. That's not the way to handle it. You definitely could have done things better. Here's a couple examples of areas where you could have done this better. There is nothing more powerful than having a mentor that has a seat at the table and has the right to speak into your life. Do not take it for granted. You don't want to just surround yourself with yes people that only tell you, yeah, you're doing a great job. Oh, yes, this is awesome. Yes, you're awesome. Because guess what? We're not always awesome. We all make mistakes. And we need to be able to be called out by people that we trust, that have that <coughs> seat at our table in that mentorship relationship. Next is um, number four. <coughs> Excuse me. A continual learner. Now, I didn't even know um, that that was going to be on this Forbes article when I started preparing for this episode, but it's totally fitting. When you're looking for a mentor and you're seeking out mentorship, look for somebody who is doing the stuff that we're talking about in this episode, somebody that is valuing their education, that is continually learning, that is continually growing that maybe you've, you've seen from a distance for a period of time and you've actually seen their growth journey. That's somebody that you want to pursue. That's somebody that you want to have speak into your life and your world. And then finally, values. Success doesn't always equate the same character or the same value. There are people out there with massive success that would not align with your belief system, with your core values, with your character and your integrity. So as you seek a mentor, seek somebody that has the similar values 
integrity and character that you possess or you desire to possess and ensure that there's alignment there. Talk to them about your values. Talk to them about what, what you, you value in terms of integrity and character and be sure that there's alignment. These five areas, accessibility, authenticity, objectivity, continual learner, and values, these attributes are fundamental to building a mentorship relationship. They are fundamental to being a better mentor. So that's the second focus in, in lifelong learning. Here's the third and final. Experience. Experience. I was looking at the, a bumper sticker the other day and it said, Be patient. Progress takes time. So often... We rush through the experiences of life. We rush through the experiences of career and challenges and seasons of life because we're just trying to get to the next thing. We're just trying to advance. We're just trying to climb the ladder as fast as possible. Forbes, even, the article that I got those five attributes from has a, th a top 30 under 30. That's, that's intimidating for the average 20 to 30 year old that doesn't feel like they've they've quite made it yet. But let me tell you something. There's nothing more powerful than the experience of your life and how it shapes and molds who you are in your future. Ben Franklin said lost time is never found again. And you know what I think we do as um just an American culture and American society and kind of work culture is we take that quote, lost time is never found again. And what we do is say, cram as much as you can onto your plate. You need to go, go, go. You need to do, do, do. You need to achieve, achieve, achieve as much as freaking possible. And I think we get it wrong. I think that quote reminds us to relish the time in the experience that we're having? What are we learning from the experiences that we're having? Because here's the reality, guys. And I'm, and I'm wrapping up the episode with this. If we just hustle and push and, and go, 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 and just try to get through every single experience of life, we miss out on the opportunity to learn where we are. There's been... A couple of milestone moments in my life up until this point, um, whether it be personally or professionally, but there's been these milestone moments where I have found myself just wanting to go on to what's next. I've found myself unsatisfied, maybe even a little bit unhappy with the season that I was in currently. And I wasn't realizing the value of the experience that I was having the experience that I was going through. Let me tell you something. Experience builds empathy. When you've experienced difficult things, your ability to empathize with somebody else who goes through similar uh, circumstances increases significantly. I've kind of tiptoed around this um, a little bit here uh, on this podcast so far and in these first 15 or so episodes, but I've walked through the divorce recently. And let me tell you something, walking through that experience has taught me a hell of a lot about myself 
and about what that's like. And my empathy and, and understanding has grown and deepened because of that experience. I have learned so much. And so I don't want to take for granted that experience. See, because we're going to go through difficult things. Life is going to be hard. And if we just look for ways to get out of those difficult situations and those difficult seasons, and we miss out on the opportunities to learn, then quite honestly, I, I think those situations and those seasons um, are just missed opportunities. It's not about um, what happens to us. It's about how we respond when it happens to us. Because it, when, when it hits the fan, you know, things get hard. Things get tough. Experiences are not always a positive thing. Sometimes they're really negative and painful. I've had a fair share of them. But it's being able to look at the experience and pause in that moment and listen to me, to be able to look at your current situation and know that this is not a life sentence, but it is a life season. And I will get through this. And you look for ways to learn from the life season that you're in. It changes the game. Your experience becomes so valuable when you look at life that way. There's so much to learn in the experiences that we have. And when you look at those experiences and maybe it's just pausing looking at the current situation that you're in trying to find a way to see value that you can extract from it even if it's really difficult and reminding yourself that this is a stepping stone for me to get to where's next or for me to get to what is next or for me to get to who is next and I need to make sure that I'm sure-footed on this stepping stone so I can get to that next one. But that requires me to stay focused on where I'm at and to learn and grow where I'm at. That helps us to develop a more um, holistic, lifelong learning approach. We're going to learn from experience. We're going to learn from mentorship, we're going to learn from education. If you keep yourself in this mindset, it's perpetual, it's ongoing. There is no end to education. Nobody gets done with education or wins education. There's no like award for, all right, you, you, you got all the education possible. No, it's ongoing, it's constant. Mentorship is ongoing and constant experience from the moment we we stop listening to this episode to the day we take our last breath you're going to have experience after experience after experience after experience and that's an opportunity to learn and glean and grow if all we do is just listen but don't take action then there's absolutely no point if I were to ask you how much you know versus how much you do, it would be very lopsided. For example, it's enough for all of us to know what it takes to be healthier. But if we don't take the action to do it, our lives are not going to change. It's enough for you to know 
that it would be wise for you to get out, get eight hours of sleep. We all know that. Some people would argue differently, but we're not going to get into that. You know, like apparently Elon Musk only sleeps, I don't know, four hours or something. That's beside the point. We know, at least for me personally, I know that I function best with that minimum six hours, but seven to eight hours is like optimal performance for me. I know that. But that does that mean I get myself in bed every single night to make sure that I get the eight hours that I need? No, it doesn't happen every time. Of course not. The Netflix effect happens. The way that the next episode starts so quickly, you don't even have time to hit pause or turn it off. So we have to take action. You have to take action. If you take action in being a consistent and ongoing and never-ending lifelong learner, you're going to be a better person. You're going to be a better mentor. You're going to be a better leader. You're going to be a better teammate, a better spouse, a better friend. You're going to build a better culture. This is a huge, huge part to building a synergetic culture. So remember, lifelong learning, it's education, it's mentorship, it's experience. You have what it takes to take action on all of those today. So my challenge to you is to figure out what it looks like. Don't make a monumental change. Maybe make one small incremental change in all three of those areas. Find one mentor. Set up one potential mentor meeting. Find one audiobook to listen to or one podcast episode. Take a look at your situation. Carve out 15, maybe 30 minutes to self-reflect on your current situation, on your experiences that you've had. Doing something like that, small incremental changes over long periods of time will create the most impact. And you do that for lifelong learning, you're going to make a huge impact. So I leave that with you. That's how I want to wrap up today's podcast episode. If you have been listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or if you're tuning in and watching this on other social media platforms to see the video, thank you. <clears throat> so far, the support that I've received and uh, that this podcast has received and this vision has just been phenomenal. And I'm grateful to all of you um, for the support that you've had. The best way that you can continue to support this would be for you to share on social media. Share our page, like a post, share it uh, to your story or to your friends. Um, just helping us get the word out has been so, so helpful. And I just want to say thank you for all of that and the support. It truly means a lot. Love you all so much. So tune in next week for another episode of Synergetic Culture. Until then, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to SynergeticCulture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog, and then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a synergetic culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company. <laughs>